Oh shit! Oh my god! Those those five lights are on. That's We've right. assembled the five lights. This is some Voltron we can shit. Now make a wish. They should be episode. on all the time. They should be on all the time because, like, the at this point, the threat of missing bands. Mm. We just can't take that risk anymore. Mm. We all need to but move into the same house. Okay, I've got a bold new direction for for season <laughs> for this season. Hundo house. <laughs> yeah, we're recording all the time. We all have a knowledge of of the countdown, and we just casually wander mm. around and every now and again bring up a song. Mm-hmm. But it's like a twenty four hour live stream. You would love doing the editing work on that afterwards. No, that's the I thing. think there's there, no editing. Oh, no, 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 no editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bold. Hashtag it's, no filter, baby. That's bold. Or do you think because if we're all in the house, the viewer can can um, choose which channel they go to? Mm. Maybe if if we're in different rooms, you could be like, well, oh, yeah. I wonder if Adam's yeah. talking to himself about George, and he is. Yeah. <laughs> he always and, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to find someone to haze. What? Oh, is it a frat house now? Dude, it's four dudes living together. Like, what do you expect? Don't put skins on the house just yet. Like, we'll, we'll theme the house later. You know, first, first it's the frat house, and then it's the spooky house. Oh, okay. And it's like American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. All right. But for starters, it's just base slash just Big just Brother. normal house. Yeah. Oh, we're doing Big Brother. It's kind of, yeah, it's like Big... It, I mean, I don't want to directly... Show my working here, mm. <laughs> but it is basically just like a big brother. Is, is this your roundabout way of getting Fitzy on the show? <laughs> he could host Fitzy if you're listening. Gone off the rails before we have to introduce the season. Mm. <laughs> I think we're finally on the rails, <laughs> <laughs> and that can only mean one thing: it's time to set it off. It's time. I'll get it. It's time to set it off. Oh, it's, it's yeah. And my axe. <laughs> Go. Thousands. Nailed it. Frustration, domination, feel the rage of a new generation. We're living, we're dying, we're never, ever gonna stop, stop trying. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the actual, real, living Breathing, raining, defending, undisputed, Triple J, hottest 100. My name is David James Young. I am one of the four voices you are going to be hearing for the next hour. So joining me once again, Mr. Aaron Bunch. Ooh, this feels like a good season. Mr. Andrew McDonald. Yeah, I came back for this one too. <laughs> Mr. Nathan Harrison. Yeah, hi. It doesn't feel like a good season anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx it, okay? <laughs> That's the same shit of people back January last year being like, 2020 is going to be my year, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, well, right, should right. We, should we, I mean, it'll be the season that it is. Yeah. Is that, is that the thing to say then? Well, I, I don't think... Shut up, it's free. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> fuck off, it's free. Hey, <laughs> I think we're on the up because... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to get booted from anywhere this time. I don't think we're going to have to do this over Zoom. 
uh, oh. like touch wood. Mm, claw man. Oh. <laughs> You're jinxing a bunch of stuff here, baby. I know. Yeah, my, I'm, my I'm, glutes I'm, I'm, just... I'm, ri- <laughs> I'm risking it for the biscuit because that is what Fred would want if he was here in this room If he was right still with now. us. If he was still with us. If Fred Durst was still with us. He would be here telling us, boys... There's only one thing you got to do when your back is against the wall and you are at your lowest, and that is keep on rolling, baby. This is the worst season. <laughs> this is the, yeah. It's it's the ninth best season so far. Future seasons mm. might be better than this one too, but it's the ninth best. <laughs> That's got to count for something. Folks, the <laughs> votes have been tallied 20 years ago. Uh, the numbers are in 20 years ago. Uh, and the countdown is officially ready as of 20 years ago. We're counting mm. down the mm. hottest 100 of the year 2001. <sighs> the thinking man's year 2000. Yes, indeed. Is that because in you, many ways you start it because you start counting at one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the start of the uh, the actual start the next of, century yeah. and next millennium. So mm. yeah. Mm. So let's kick it off in style, like we always do at this time. Number one hundred in the hottest one hundred of the year two thousand one. This is endorphin. This is sex and violence, aka the big two. Thank you. Oh, it's the same season. <laughs> <laughs> There with sex and violence kicking us off at number 100 in the hottest 100 of the year 2001. Adam, I have one simple burning question for you. Yes. Did this song release an endorphin? Maybe maybe more than once. Mm, Asking the canonical sad guy Mm. (laughs) about the positive neurochemistry. How much is one endorphin? Is that like nothing? You couldn't measure it. Yeah. Like that's just... You probably uh, there's a regular amount of endorphins. Well, why don't why don't we all just tell our brains to give us one endorphin now and see how it feels? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you had a big one. It was thrilling. Oh, <laughs> I, I guess I hadn't had one in a long time. So. <laughs> oh, I'm in the vibe, man. This is good. I got the Partridge Family theme song playing in my head. It's great. So there you go, everyone. Endorphins. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up for me. So one endorphin is huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, for Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But <laughs> no. what about in the world of dance music? Dance music. Uh, dance yeah, music. Just to, just to like get ahead somewhat. Boy, if you don't like dance music, <laughs> yeah. this, this season, yeah. this, is not your this, season. this countdown, <laughs> what happened? It's Whoa. just like we've gone into a rave bunker. <laughs> I, think, I think someone went to the club and put up <laughs> a voting form on the wall and all the people that- Live at the club, clubbers. Had, had, oh, yes, clubbers who had never voted before. 
because the only thing they vote with is their feet on the dance floor, <laughs> discovered a whole new world of voting, the Triple J Hottest 100. Um, but that demographic shift has violently upset the the landscape of the countdown. <laughs> Definitely not as the Hottest 100 always is, a reflection of the times. This is a way better idea, and I know because you were the one who put it up. <laughs> this day glow motherfucker right here yeah, right. is wholly responsible. But time traveling. <laughs> I went. I, what I've done is I've gone back to the year 2001 mm-hmm. and said, what's the most useful thing I could do this year that would have the biggest, most positive impact? Should have told him to sub to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 20 years. What's a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually did something very, very important. Uh, say similar. Well, well, well I, also, I also traveled back in time. Great. I, mm. I, went, I went back to, um, would have been... Kind of early September 2001. Okay. Um, no. And I, I did something very important. I wish Ben Lee a very happy 21st birthday on the 11th. He had a great day. There was a new album out that day. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. There was a new They Might Be Giants record. Um, Actually, I think the Blueprint 2 or Blueprint yeah. 3 came out that day. Uh, what day. else? Oh, um, yeah. Lead American, Jimmy Ewald. All right. Okay. <laughs> a record that aged like Greek yogurt. <laughs> I think it says a lot that we're not talking about Endorphin. No, I want to talk about endorphin. Okay. Do you have some thoughts? Greek yogurt and uh, ages well? No. For a a bit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It ages to become Greek yogurt, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, you have to add something. (laughs) Sorry for bringing it up. (laughs) (laughs) We were so close to talking about the song. Okay. (laughs) What's an endorphin? Uh, His name is Eric Chappas. He was born in France, but he moved to Australia in uh, 1984. Prior to that, uh, and, and, and I don't get a lot of information about this, which is concerning, but it, the story is he was living in India with his father at 13 and basically doing heaps of LSD. <laughs> Sounds pretty right. cool, man. Yeah, I like man. this guy. <laughs> so, all right. I mean, as far as origin stories for the music, it yeah. checks out so far. So, he's been operating under the name of Endorphin since 1996. And, and, and Endorphin was kind of a big deal. Nominated for the ARIA, um, supported Faithless, who we'll be talking about very soon. Um, also supported uh, Massive Attack, Portishead, and Moby. We're talking about a track coming off the third studio album for Endorphin called AMPM. This was a double album, it was a Chungus. And also, you, listener, might even know this guy because he was a teacher at the uh, the music school AIM in Sydney for mm. a while there. So if you know a Mr. Chappas, if you went to AIM and you, or even if you are Mr. Chappas, mm. whoa, you know, I hope you know, your, I hope you know yourself mm. as best as anyone can. Yeah, it's, it's all we can hope for. You've done a lot of LSD. I would hope that that <laughs> helped. Um, but yeah, no shouts out to Mr. Chappas and uh, and Mr. Chappas's students. Should you be should you be listening as well? Um, also on this track in particular, we have another return friend of the show, uh, Mr. Luke Hannigan from Lotel does the vocals here. No oh. shit. Now I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but if it's not Luke Hannigan from Lotel, he is credited with doing vocals, and I think I checked out the guy in the clip, and it does look like him, mm. and it does sound like him. So I'm I'm saying that with ninety percent certainty, but the ten percent. Like dark horse of who it could be is Tyrone Noonan. 
Oh yeah, okay. from George. Oh, but I'm oh. pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure he's on a different track, and I'm pretty sure this is Luke Handigan. But I wasn't able to find track by track credits precisely. But I'm like that's that's my thinking. That yeah, already yeah, yeah. though is a, is a good indication of uh, Endorphin's place in it is the, true the landscape at yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 both yeah. of them were working with him. That that is that is very true. So this is a bit of a, a bit of a sad start to our journey into. Yeah, what, what a wee way to kick off the barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a sad boogie. Look, I always like a bit of melancholy in electronica. I think maybe it's because electronica is one uh, a genre that you know we we traditionally associate it with being just like larger than life and celebratory and kind of like so euphoric that I really love the contrast of the music that makes you go more insulate, still very physically based, but it's kind of like very alienating and whatever. I I think. You know, there have been numerous nights where I've had a shit time at a club that perhaps I'm just connecting to directly when I hear sad dance music. I'm like, yeah, that's that's how it feels. Um, so maybe maybe that's what's going on here. But I I really like the vibe. I think it's got some nice little little melodies coming through here. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think Luke does a really great vocal performance um, in in delivering, you know, the, the vocals that he does over this track as well. I think it's produced nicely. Sounds good to have that kind of really resigned statement of sex and violence making the world go round fits nicely to that defeated kind of feeling that the whole thing has. It's like you, you're you really like despairing, looking out at what's around you, saying like, ah, oh, I just, you know, damn, this is, this is just the way things are. I wish it wasn't that way. Maybe even feeling yourself slide into the temptation of, of just going along with that to a certain extent. And if, and if nothing else, guys from France pretty good to perform a Cirque du Soleil yeah. performance too. And create teenage LSD users. <laughs> yeah, to, to, oh, you, to, to do LSD too when you're 13. <laughs> you said he supported Massive Attack, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I can really, that tracks a lot. You can see mm. there's elements. He also played tri- at the at the front, like he's, you know, he's supportive of Massive Attack, but also... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <just like> massive, <laughs> he's pro-Massive Attack. He's yeah. Pro, yeah, but he also, he also, he also opened for them. them. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> the one too. Um, I've only done one of those things. I won't tell yeah. you which one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think that this track, like obviously very indebted to trip hop. I think there are some interesting flourishes that go on there, but I think the background flourishes are more interesting than the main beat. And I think the vocal performance either needed to be more demanding or more ethereal. Yeah. Mm. Where, where, it works, where it walks in the middle here, it didn't really win me over, especially because it is quite repetitive. I want either a more demanding trip hop presence or I want a more ethereal, dreamy presence. And it's just, yeah. I think as really- well, this kind of trancey sort of stuff just hasn't aged particularly well. Like oh. this kind of thing, I think, falls a, well, it falls a bit flat mm. for me. I mean, I, I think it's probably one of those things where <clears throat> the way I see it is it's. Um, it solidified itself as a moment in time. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like uh, you're either really on board with that and you really like it. I also listen to it in the daytime. Like I'm sure like <laughs> listening to it at like 3 a.m. is probably a different vibe entirely. Yeah. Mm. yeah didn't, didn't hate it. It no, it's not like, terrible, but, it, but like, I do think that the beat is too repetitive and goes on a bit too long for what it is. Um, yeah. And the bits that are happening around the beat are way more interesting, and I wish they got more of a center space. I never get lost in it either, no, and yeah. I think stuff like this that I like, I can get lost in it. But this one, I, I don't know if that's like, yeah, the vocals are just on either side, or if, or, or again, I just it just feels old, and so it's hard for me to. You guys just haven't had a shit night at the club. I can be honest with you, I have not. You know no. I have. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but good times when this motherfucker steps into the rave. You no know, bad times at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, this song sure does exist, doesn't it? Um, like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's good. It, it has its moments. I just, I'm the same as you guys. It never had that, like, kind of click over moment for me where I was just like, all right, we're in. I, I don't quite get there. Doesn't make you feel sad that sex and violence may or may not be the thing that makes the world go right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're kind of fine with it. You're I, like, what's I'm, your problem? I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that as, like, a combo? Is it supposed to be like a sweet and sour kind of thing? Like I, th- a- I, th- I read it as like, oh, the base elements of the animalistic tendencies yeah, of humanity right. are still the things that rule us. At, at the very least, it, it's cool to see more uh, Australian dance music. ADM? Is that what we call it? <laughs> What's the, what does the A stand for? Australian? Australian. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not electronic. It's not intelligent. <laughs> it must be Australian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. At number 99, this is the return of the Chemical Brothers with... It began in Africa. making their almighty return in the Triple J Artist 100 of the year 2001. That is the single, It Began in Africa. Do you get it now? Do you get what I was talking about? Mm -hmm. Do you get how we're never leaving the club? Absolutely fucking not. Nathan. Yeah. We have raved to the Chemical Brothers together. We have. We have. Hey. Yeah. Adam was also there. Thank you. Yeah, I know he was also there, but... I was, I was, because he's talking about this. We were, I felt left out. <laughs> I w- we were having a, a conversation. And, <laughs> all right, it's fine. Have your conversation. Well, it's, it's over now. <laughs> it was quick. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I think this is our fifth time talking about those dastardly brothers. Yes, indeed. Um, which is pretty good. This was the uh, lead single from their fourth album, Come With Us. I love it. You don't love it. I don't love it. You all don't love it. I don't. Uh, look, I, you know, just wow. let's just, you know. What I like about the Chemical Brothers is playful hype. Thinking about songs like Block, Rock and Beats. Thinking about songs like Hey Boy, How, Hey Girl. Uh-huh. Like there's an element of like real playfulness to that with the sample work. Um, and, and then the structure of the song is just like big excess hype. And there's a real shape to like, you know, all those build up and crescendos and everything like that. This is um, a very well-crafted, like, heavy conga kind of jungle percussive beat, mm-hmm. um, which is good. And and I guess it does have that kind of immersive quality that, 
you know, talking about the last track maybe not having or whatever. Um, and I, I don't, I don't hate it. That isn't enough for me. Just that kind of beat. I, I want a bit more shape in it. And the sample work, maybe the lion roars were really cool 20 years ago. They're still cool. <laughs> They're always, listen, you, you, put a, you put a big cat roar in anything. It's so cool. NGL. Okay, well, I reckon that was a, that was a vibe for we'll, sure. We'll hold you to that. But, uh, we'll but put okay. some big cat roars in every song. Yeah. I mean, who knows when there are any yeah, in this very big podcast. cat roars are <laughs> yeah. happening um, right see, now. The thing is, like, it's so <laughs> obviously made for a fucking dance floor. That's like, it. Listening yeah. to it on headphones almost feels like wrong. What if you're hacking? Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Ooh, yeah that would work. But in the jungle, like <laughs> hacking in the it's jungle. It's too. Hmm. Thematically, it doesn't feel hacking. Some yeah. 90s GIFs of Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> Some 3D, really well animated. Yeah. Oh, Jag- yeah. Really well animated Jaguars. Now sure. we're talking. The sample percussion um, and like the bongos um, and like. Just <laughs> naming, just throwing out names of hand percussion. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like Conga. They're clearly congas and yeah. bongos. Yeah. I, I believe Gem- they're Gem- both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Bring like, out the castanets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those sample bits of percussion and then like with like the kind of like retro synth patches as well, like all that layering kind of thing. I think that's just why the Chemical Brothers are the kings of that of what they do, right? I think that the um the It Began in Africa sample, um, I would way rather prefer that just being there once at the start. But I can see if you were doing if, if they were if they were in a club and then they were like did like a really like build up hype beat and then have the it began in Africa and then the beat comes back in. You lose your goddamn mind. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what the Chemical Brothers want you to do. That's the kind of thing. Like, yeah. there's, there's a, a comment on YouTube of someone just saying, like, when this came out, this tune devastated dance floors. Like, yeah. I can see that. Like, it would, it would, man. Like, yeah. that, that, that's what this song is for. Like, it's weird to me then that it's a successful single, radio single yeah. that makes it into this countdown as well. But, yeah. Not in a bad way, but it's just like, you're right. Like, you're so right. This song. Yeah is just on the dance floor hmm. and it's not the like it's not the start or something like it's a reward yeah yeah and so yeah it's just weird listening to it outside of that context i forgot about this song this isn't one of like the big singles from this record obviously star star guitar is the big track from this record i can still see what they were going for and it maybe overstays its welcome a little bit maybe i would have like tightened it up a little bit I think there's a moment that you can get lost in this, but like it's very easy to just kind of just be like, where was I? Oh yeah, no, they're still doing the same thing they were like 90 seconds ago. It's just been on this constant kind of loop kind of thing. And that, you know, that can kind of lose its excitement, to, you know, if there isn't like a big payoff. Oh, it's interesting you say that. Because I think the beautiful thing that the song does and that the Chemical Brothers do mm. is the way they manage to keep you in tension throughout the course of their of the duration of their dance song. Yeah, normally they still they're have, really good at that. Yeah. They still have payoffs. I, well, I think I think it works in this song. Like mm-hmm. Listening to this song was, was what gave me that insight, made me go like, wow, I, I feel connected and tense just in terms of how I'm feeling energetically as opposed to like, oh, I'm stressed. There's jaguars everywhere. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you are a jaguar, I think, or a cheetah. Oh, sick. Oh, That's hell yeah, sick. brother. Oh, my God. This is what? the best season yet. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's the Animorph season. <laughs> this song kind of plateaus for me. Like, it's still, admittedly, like, a bit of a vibe, like, when it gets to it, the point that it reaches, but then it doesn't go anywhere from there. It just kind of stays there, and then it ends. Mm. And you're just like, yeah, I'm, I, I like that. 
I really, I think that's to to do that requires to successfully as successfully as that track does. I argue could only have been done by the Chemical Brothers, really. Because like I, I always feel connected to it. I always feel like I think the percussiveness is really what allows it to continue because that kind of creates enough rhythmic interest that that is part of what what, what keeps you in tension and it still allows for those dynamics to you know, you still get little payoffs up and down, but you can still sit in this thing. And I think when you're connecting to the imaginative setting that they are, you you know, it began in Africa. You're thinking about evolution, you're thinking about the the dawn of man you're thinking about being out in the in the wilderness these these long like big spaces of both space and time that this song is trying to evoke in you i think that's it's necessary to have the song also be a big open landscape yeah. that distorts time whilst they take that really big idea which i love as the aesthetic they then subvert that and make it playful with the kitschy jaguar sound effects and stuff like that where i have one foot in you know, this kind of like, yeah, whoa, I'm in this moment in time right now. And then also <laughs> the jungle cartoon cut out Jaguars coming out the side <laughs> of the ride. Yeah. You know, I think I think all that shit packed into a dance song works. Yeah. Like, the, the thing is, like, like it, w- it would just be insane in a small club. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Just to have them spinning this while you're fucking there. That would be ballistic. Did you pick up um where they first played this song? They first, like... Road tested this song the year before when they were touring with U2. Huh. The Chemical Brothers opened for U2. U2 do not know who they should have open for them, do they? They really just don't have well, it's any wild, idea. hey, because like, they've had Moby, yep. they've had Noel Gallagher, this they've had the, the Scissor Sisters, Arcade Fire, fucking... Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jay-Z Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. Like, I guess... I guess BB King? Yeah, mm. BB King opened for them in the 80s. I guess it's just kind of like whoever they want and whoever they're excited by. Yeah. And that's awesome. And yeah, it's it's just, kind, it actually kind of rules. Kind of pay it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that rules. <laughs> hate to hate to give props to you too. <laughs> but um, I just imagine this song being played in a stadium. And uh, I don't know. And Bono's <laughs> dressed as a jaguar. He's coming out. He's, he's yeah, running, running across the stage. He's like he's committing too much Ooh. to it. Yeah. He's yeah. like he's like really. It's it's some real he's like, like cleaning himself. <laughs> he's doing a bad cats. Chemical Brothers, baby, they're back. They're the cats pajamas. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. At number 98, this is the return of Faithless. This is We Come One. All the subtle flavors of my life are become bitter seeds and poison leaves without you. You represent what's true. I drain the color from the sky and turn blue without you These arms lack a purpose Flapping like a hummingbird I'm nervous cause I'm the left eye You're the right Would it not be madness to fight? We come one Faithless making their return to the Triple J Hottest 100, coming in at number 98 with the song We Come One. 
uh, which was from their album Outrospective. This is the first time we are talking about Faithless since the year of our Lord, 1997, when they came in at number f- 95 with the song, everyone? Don't leave. Terrible. Awful. So, so bad. Like... Imagine if you played that in the club. Right? <laughs> oh, my Everyone God. Everyone would take like, their Jaguar costumes and go home. <laughs> legitimately had to double check that there wasn't another band also mm-hmm. called Faithless. A lot has changed uh, has since changed. we last talked about Faithless. Um, they've had two massive hits, uh, one of which was Insomnia, the other of which was God is a DJ, both inexplicably absent from the Triple J Hottest 100, despite being massive, massive songs. Um, uh, and then, yeah, We Come One uh, has arrived on the scene. But this was a biggie too. That This yeah, did look, make this it to is, the top this, of the charts yeah, in the UK. That's very, hard to do. Very, very popular song. And, like, to their credit, fantastic. Like, I really, really dig this one. The problem with Don't Leave, that was uh, Rollo, uh, Rollo Armstrong, Dido's brother, singing. Uh, oh. Could you, could you not tell by the, by the dreary, mopey nature of it? Yeah, um, yeah. Dido's parents. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> you got some splaining to do. Like um, under, understimulated? Yeah. Overstimulated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, of course, we will be talking about uh, the other... Armstrong sibling in mm. due course. But uh, right now, let's focus on the man known as Maxi Jazz. And a cool name. Such a fucking cool name and such a I fucking could never have cool it. dude. <laughs> I could never I could never be Maxi Jazz. Couldn't yeah. pull that off. <laughs> no, no, no way. way. Yeah, I'd say they'd yeah, say, What's your name? I'd say Maxi Jazz. Ma- Ma- Max. Yeah. Uh, just just Max. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of talk about Production approach and the style in in terms of dance music, like you can pick up certain artists where you're just like, oh yeah, that's that artist because that that's how they make songs, you know, like you know that everyone from Diplo to DJ Snake to you know fucking Chemical Brothers, whoever else, you know, like it's very rare to have someone in the realm of electronic music where you're just like, yes, I recognize you from your voice. You know, like yeah. Maxi Jazz is such a distinctive voice hmm. in the world of dance music. It's poetic in nature. You know, mm. he'll kind of draw you in and he'll make a big emphatic statement and then let it sit there. And then it just fucking goes. Like, it feels like summoning shit. Like, he, oh, yeah. the second he mm. says that, like, he lightning shoots out of his fingertips. Fucking off we go. I think that's what I've always really dug about Faithless. Like, the build-up, the payoff. Like, uh, when I had this on the Spotify, like, I was listening to the single edit. And, like, you know when you hear, like, a radio edit and you're just like, Oh man, they cut out my favorite bit. Yeah. With the radio edit of We Come One, it's just like bam, you're right in there, you get in, you get out, you get the job done. Some songs are just more efficient that way. And like I love the original, but like I think they did a very good kind of tightening of the screws on the We Come One edits. Presumably that's what was getting played on Triple J. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like I, I, I took Faithless for granted while they were around. I finally did get to see them when they did Good Vibrations in like 2011 and they were fucking great. But I'm just like, man, I should have been coming to these shows way fucking earlier. Hey, I don't think I, I 
properly clicked how much history I had with them mm. until like it kind of all rolled out. Like thinking of like I want more, which has that incredible music video, um, Mass Destruction, which we'll be talking about in a couple of years. God is a DJ, Insomnia, obviously. Like they they just have this murderous row of singles. Um, Why Go, uh, which was on their greatest hits record with Estelle, is just like a genuinely heartbreaking piece of dance music and like that's rare to have that combo like they're just such a unique prospect and to think that the triple j audience only saw this and fucking don't leave (laughs) as worthy of entry into the time capsule is mind-boggling to me uh, this is so, so typical of this, for one of a better term, I'll, I'll just say house music. Like, I'm not super au fair with, like, different subgenres of electronic music. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. it sounds very typical, like, typical of that era for UK house music. The, and you're right, the um, Maxi helps make it a bit more interesting. But it, 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 this just isn't the kind of electronic music that I'm interested in at all. What I found most interesting, I'm, I'm not sure if we spoke about it however long ago, so whatever. Rollo, the guy, Dido's brother... Yeah. He's the one, he, he like leads the band and writes nearly all of their compositions and performs with them live, but never goes on stage. He stands backstage. He's like a really reclusive dude, huh. which I think yeah, is yeah, a cool yeah. kind of mysterious thing. Which is so, again, the disparity. It's just like for at least a couple of years, his sister was one of the most popular yeah. singers in the world. <laughs> like, yeah. Go figure, right? Mm. All right. So I have a phenomenon that happens inside my head that I've decided to actually give a name. Oh, name it to start off with and then explain what it is. It's an entire alter ego. His name is Steven, Steven. a.k.a. Steven. Stereo Steve. Stereo Steve. Okay. Stereo Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing him in my head. Yeah, right, well, go, Stereo go, go. Steve yeah. owns three different bum bags. Stereo Steve does anabolic steroids, but only a bit. <laughs> Some say that Stereo Steve was born in a pair of vans. I think you, I think you want to be this guy. There are times in my life, Andrew. <laughs> where Seems like I he has fewer problems than yeah. any of us. Not only do I wish sometimes that I were Stereo Steve, but sometimes I tell you in the truest sense that a man can be, I am Stereo Steve. And I tell you that as soon as the drop hits for this song, after he says, We Come One... Stereo Steve is everything. We, He's there. He's in the zone. Stereo Steve and I become one. I think this is a necessary alter ego for me to set up as we continue into our club adventures. I think this is the only way to explain a lot of yeah. what this season, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's but, our audience but, gateway but into serious, what's going on. But seriously, it's it's like this works for me as a piece of electronic music to such an absurd degree. The way it starts with that pseudo-spiritual fucking... It's exactly the, the thing you described, Deej, as you were saying, like, the, the way you set it up, and it's, it's almost, like, godlike, the way, the way yeah. you're saying it. And then just the, the statement, we come one, that means nothing. <laughs> but as if I'm there as Steve and my brain isn't like, dude, we actually do come one, though. <laughs> like, and then and then it's just on. It's just fucking on. I'm doing I, I, all. I the- see it as kind of like a like a truncated kind of like we come together as one. Yeah, like it's a, it's about kind of a unity kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, which is all, which is all that, that's yeah. club music okay. is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it rules. Yeah. And, and when and when that hits, philosophy and you get it- can dance to. You know. <laughs> oh, 
Yes. Stereo yeah. Steve liked that one very yeah. much. <laughs> he did. He's, he's, he's nodding as if he's like, bro. Bro. <laughs> yes. Do, do we, does Stereo Steve mm. need his own voice just for clarity or? Oh, well, I mean, it, it, it's, just, it's Adam. I, but, but I just mean, <laughs> is it going to be too hard for anyone to tell the difference between Adam uh, and Stereo Steve? Well, I speak for Stereo Steve right now, but okay. as, as I maybe acknowledge his existence more, it may well become that he takes on a more... A more solid form. I'm imagining that over this season, Serious Steve becomes more and more real. And by the end of the season, you're asking us to call you Steve and <laughs> saying it's a joke, but no one's really convinced that it's completely a joke. Yeah, and like, like the first time you'll be like, like in the po- in the show notes, it'll be so like the podcast is uh, produced and edited by Stereo Steve, and be like, "Ha ha, good joke, man!" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It was, no, well, it wasn't I realized it. it was him all along. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Is he like your Slim Shady? Like- <laughs> it's like, do we nip this in the bud now, or do we let it run its course, or do, or do, or do, or do we wait until you start using steroids? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll all just have, have to, to wait, wait and see. <laughs> Have, have, have you ever noticed that we can actually come on? <laughs> Dude, we do come yeah. on though. You guys heard of this? You guys seen this? You guys heard of this? That um, sometimes we come on. Nathan, where did you end up on this one? I think I'm with Andrew. Like, I just it's this. This is faithless at home. This is not really. Yeah, I think like the spiritual stuff like gets me off side at the start. Like, oh, well, I'm- you know, that's where actual Adam. <laughs> actual. <laughs> Hello. It's like the two sides, right? Mm. Just, Inside yeah. you, there are Stereo two Steve wolves. There's actual Adam. <laughs> it's like, I, I get it. I totally get why it works. And I get how that drop does what it's trying to do. It's just, I'm, I'm not very interested in it. And, and it really is. It's such a UK house thing of this time. And mm. and that like the vocals feeding into that and and all of that and I'm just like ah oh, just not into it but it's fine. Sorry, Steve. I don't think Steve would care that other people aren't no. into this. No, music. definitely. Yeah. yeah. No. But he'd he'd be like oh he'd try and explain to he you. He would. Yeah. You know. And I'd be like I'm sorry, Steve. I just can't. I just I can't come on with you. <laughs> He's a good guy. For yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Stereo Steve has a darkness to him. Oh, who knows? Attention all ravers. Get out, man. It's time for some fucking hard rock. At number 97, this is Super Heist with Step Back. Coming in at 97 with the song Step Back in the Triple J Hottest 100 of 2001. Had anyone here listened to Super Heist prior to this? I had not. I had not. I had not. I had. (laughs) (laughs) You had that in your back pocket. (laughs) One thing that's that's good about being such an isolated country from the rest of the world is that Mm. oftentimes things 
don't get to it. Like, there's no rabies in all of Australia. We've eliminated hey, that. Rules. That. Yeah, it rules. Yeah, that's um, sick. Um, so Just one less thing to worry about. Yeah, but apparently our antipathy insurers couldn't protect us from new metal, <laughs> which in its own way is perhaps worse than having rabies. <laughs> Fucking, like, the chorus is a little bit better than the verses. <laughs> Can we talk about the synth? You can. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with the synth? What um, is going on with the synth? Yeah. We've heard is this. It, is it the same uh, synth player as Killing Heidi? <laughs> well, this is it. Like, I heard that synth and I was like, was there a stimulus package put out for, <laughs> for like, a, a particular Australian synth producer that it had to be f- featured in so many? Because we've heard that synth sound before. Yeah. Like, I'm particularly thinking of it being used in, in stuff like the Fauves, right? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But there it works. Here, that synth destroys the song. It doesn't sound good. Can it you destroy sound good a new metal song? You can. <laughs> Apparently so. It did. Like, well, the thing is, like, the the, the synth is not good. The, it's all, not good. All of the verses are just not good. Yeah. Um, the chorus is pretty bad. But at least you could sing along to that and it's more rock. But it, it, it's, it's definitely better than the verses, but it's still like Australian version of new metal. Mm. Like it's a stinky song. It, it stinks. <laughs> it reeks. The thing that I get really upset about is that Super Heist, who were formed in Frankston in 1993. Franger! Were not always this way. <sighs> in fact. You hate to see it. I know. I, especially what I'm about to say. They were originally called Org Heist which was inspired by a European grindcore band. And they were, in fact, a grindcore band. You they, hate to say They it. went so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is de-evolution. You don't, you don't step back from grindcore. You move towards grindcore. <laughs> this is like All day. bands are in the process of... Me. Sorry. Some bands are you just further it. away oh, from... Please. <laughs> no, it's done now. Right, it's like how all animals want to evolve to become crabs. All music... Yeah, slowly eventually becomes grindcore. Yeah. Slowly, yeah, yeah, and slowly that, that sure. should just be the frame of all music journalism. It's like, huh, weird step back for this band, <laughs> yeah. um, moving uh, to more acoustic and, yeah. and less, uh, yeah, you know, not the yeah. stumbling block on the yeah. the road to grindcore. I guess it's very good, but just yeah. weird that they moved backwards on this. Well, sometimes evolution goes. That's true. Mm. Weird tangents, and yeah. You know. I came to look. I, this is maybe just some weird, like new metal relativism. But I came to this song being like, "This is an Australian new metal band." So that's you know, the bar. And is I was low. like, "This is all right for them. Good on them." <laughs> I think you know. I was like, "This synth is weird. I don't think it's right." Props to them for like. It, it may like. Is this similar to when we you talked just about in a 20... charitable mood? No, no, maybe I am. Maybe I was is, having a good day. This is similar to when we talked about twenty eight days, and you're like, "Oh, you drew a picture of a Pokemon with a gun." Well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this, you can't keep putting Australian bands on the fridge. I just don't think that this is Super Heist's fault that they wanted to do this thing. <laughs> they, you know, were persuaded by evil market forces and. And like you were saying, Andrew, that new metal broke through the, yeah. the biosecure borders of Australia. Oh, these guys caught rabies. Is they what caught you're rabies, oh. and if someone catches rabies, and then you don't bully them. Rabies people try and bite people. Is that something that happens? <laughs> they, no. What happens if you get rabies? <laughs> <laughs> you, you die. <laughs> well, before that, 
your body stops being able to swallow water and you go rabid so and foam you don't, you don't blame someone for not being able to swallow water. No. You say, you've got rabies <laughs> and hey, you're trying your best and that chorus is actually a pretty good rock chorus. <laughs> you're definitely on your way out because there's no cure for rabies. <laughs> well, and, and there's no, you know... <laughs> It's number 97, you know. <laughs> it's not going to be number one. We don't have to treat it like, it, you know, that yeah. th- they're going to get better. Yeah. So I think it's okay. Yeah. I- I'm not as angry listening to this. You, you shouldn't get angry at someone with rabies. <laughs> no, I- 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 That's not their fault. Yeah. Maybe they Aww. shouldn't have been messing around with... The rabies dog. With like with the rabies, yeah, or yeah. like with some raccoons or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but... Once but they you know, got it, in Australia? we must pray that they. Never how did get they it. get this? You know, yeah. how did new metal albums get in these guys' hands? Were they poisoned by that pigeon that just flew over from? Yeah. Us? Well, who knows how that's going to affect the next hottest one hundred? This pigeon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what bands might get corrupted? Maybe the pigeon will stage a coup. <laughs> next song. At number 96, this is Pennywise with Fuck Authority. Coming in at number 96 in the 2001 Hottest 100 with the song Fuck Authority from their album Land of the Free. They thought they were being so clever, didn't they? <laughs> they, they, they bloody did. They bloody did. Andrew. David. You fucked Authority. Oh, I, didn't know if you were gonna, I didn't know which way you were going to go because the other way of doing it obviously would, would be to say, Andrew, you're a fuck authority. Like, <laughs> an authority on... <laughs> yeah. David's way was more clever. It's, it's yeah. Pennywise to fuck authority. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's why he's, he does that. He's the host, yeah. That's, um, yeah. When we've, uh, we've discussed Pennywise in the past... Um, down Under. Down Under, yeah. But yeah, when, when we've spoken about them before, I may have mentioned um, that they've always kind of eluded my punk rock tastes, not for any particular reason. I quite like Full Circle and The Fuse. They're both good records, mm. but I'm, I don't know, I just, I just never happened to click with them. And that's not any fault of theirs. It's just they're not a band I've really done. As you said, David, this is from uh, the Land of the Free record, which is their most political Say record. Properly. Land of the Free record. Thank you. Um, and it's their most <laughs> political record, but. Um, it's the most political record from a like skate pop punk band, so they're not fucking approaching propaganda here. The lyrics are like, like which, um, as I've said in the past, political songs that rely on kind of like like genericisms and like vague proclamations kind of thing are never things that I really love, like sloganeering. But as I've gotten older and perhaps wiser or dumber, mm. um, I've got a bit more time for it. Um, Do you mean like Nazi punks fuck off? That one I think works because all the verses are completely different. But just like yeah. songs where just like you're just gonna keep saying like we want a free world, we want a free world, mm. <laughs> and maybe a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've gotten a bit more time for it now. And like when it comes to like relatively straightforward four chord punk rock, like this song is, um, mm. they're in quite a good form. 
Like if I was like a angry young teenager when I heard this song, like, say, like saying like frustration, domination, feel the rage of a new generation. We're living, we're dying, we're sick and we're tired of, of relentlessly lying. Destroy, enjoy your fucking world as our new toy. You're going to feel the wrath, world of hate. That would be fucking cool to me. Yeah. Like I would fuck with that heaps if I was like 15 years old and I heard this. As I'm like a couple years older than that now, as you can tell from my still dulcet voice I haven't hit puberty yet um, <laughs> <laughs> just mixing my fucking words up so You're bad over it um, this is a f- perfectly fine piece of punk rock but again for some reason it's just that every P- Pennywise song I hear I'm just like ah it's not quite as good as a similar song from Bad Religion or No FX yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's still punk rock so I'm still going to enjoy it but like it's not like at the levels of engagement that a lot of people seem to have with Pennywise and I just it never have for me yeah yeah no, I, I say that. I, I think that straightforward kind of nature that you're talking about kind of appeals to a younger listener especially. That's, that's absolutely it. Yeah. yeah, you know, that kind of broad stroke is just like, it's us against them. You know, are you in or are you out 100%. kind of deal, yeah. you know. That's rousing. And this is the first of many anti-Bush songs that we are going to be uh, talking about because uh, he... Uh, was recently selected as the uh, as the forty third president of the United States of America at the uh, at the time that the hottest one hundred is happening. A lot of interesting aspects to the music of of this era. There's a there's a really good video essay by uh, a woman named Lindsay Ellis where she talked about the the music of the the Bush era and like what a what a protest song meant at that point. And some bands like lived and died by it, you know, like I don't think fucking anti-flag I was going to say anti-flag haven't had a hit since Bush. It's so interesting. I mean, and yeah, you're right. We we'll, we'll kind of have this conversation a lot I think over the next countdown or two. Yeah. But the bands that that picked it up mm. and then put yeah. it back down. Because yeah. even Anti-Flag have always been a political punk Of course, band. it's in the name. It's yeah. In, yeah, it's it's 100% in the name. And then when they put out The Terror State, which I think is a great record. Yeah. I've, I've really um, uh, rediscovered it in the last few years. That was really just like, it's, it's not the band moving to the zeitgeist. It's when the zeitgeist moves to something that the band is already doing. And that's mm. like a very strange time, I think, for a lot of bands. Yeah. And whether that's because of, you know, Bush and the, the Iraq war or for a completely different thing. But when you're a, an artist who does a certain thing and then that thing happens to become what's in for a window and then moves on, that's very strange and very, very different to the the types of artists who are like, oh, well, this is... Now the interesting thing, I will do that. Like say, like like no effects are the main one, right? Like yeah, never yeah. a political band, just Green a silly Day joke as well. band. Like Green I mean, Day, yeah, they had a couple of songs, but obviously American Idiot was just yeah. like a very like w- this is who we are now. Yeah, very interesting stuff. And I well, suppose perhaps Pennywise as well, right? Because oh, like, yeah, this was definitely different for them. Yeah, 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 totally. For ages, I didn't have anything written for this song mm. because I hear it and my brain just creates this image of a big black solid block that says <laughs> punk song. <laughs> and I tried to think about anything more to do with this song. And all I got was, yep, it sure is a punk song. <laughs> Probably one of the gooder punk songs, but I wouldn't know. I was so curious <laughs> t- where that one was going to go. Yeah. Big black. I'm like, yes. I think, I think, <laughs> and, and potentially you've got more. Honestly, I think that's a pretty good summation of this song. Like everything, to an extent, Pennywise, but certainly songs like this, it just signifies a punk song. And I don't think there's a whole lot remarkable about Mm. it. 
it's just like a well-made punk song. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's that's it. Anti-authority, I guess. Um, and and it's fast and it's got sing along. You know, bits. it's got sing along bits. It's got four chords and the drums. It's called are, Fuck Authority. Ca- yeah. yeah, and that's it's the name of just a punk like, song. It's a bit like if if someone had never heard of like punk at all, you'd be like, oh, th- this is a pretty like this represents it pretty well. This represents you know this it's, not all- it's, not, it's not particularly great or particularly bad at it. It's no, just, it's but very it, it kind of ticks all the boxes of what yeah. it is. Yeah, cool. You nailed it. Punk song. I'm glad. You know what a really good way to affect political change is, though? Stage a coup. <laughs> that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you so much for listening. Before we get out of here, we are going to pick our favourites and our least favourites and, by proxy, kick off and continue the ever-continuing story of the carryover champ and the carryover chump. Adam, we are starting with you, my good man. Mm-hmm. Mate, I fucking come one. You come and, one, and baby. I wanna, and I want to see whether I come two, three, and even four or more. <laughs> Guess we'll see. Uh, so that's my champ. Uh-huh. Big big time. Yeah, Steve wouldn't let me have it any other way. Uh-huh. Uh, my least is Super Heist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, snap. Yeah, I didn't enjoy being kicked out of the club. So it's the same with you, is it, Dave? Did, yeah, yeah, snap right. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, fave and inaugural champ is Pennywise. Least fave and inaugural chump is with you guys, Super Heist's terrible song, Step Back. Uh, yeah, my fave and champ would be Pennywise, which feels weird because yeah. I don't feel like I was very positive. It's a good song, though. Yeah. Um, oh, I, it's, I don't think it's a strong start to this countdown. Mm. Um, I'm going to say Faithless is my least favourite. Fair Sorry, cop. Steve. Really? Wow. Chump, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I didn't fuck with it either, man. Um. Just because I'm not, I'm not going to pick... Worse than Super Heist. Well, they've got fucking rabies. I'm not going to pick them. <laughs> Bully them. That's so... Nah, nah. Yeah, you don't you don't pick on people with rabies. I think... Oh, I, okay. If you take nothing else away from this episode, <laughs> listeners... I think Super Heist did a great job considering what they had. I think Faithless have shown to be much better and, and have absolutely failed to, <laughs> to reach that. We will see you next time for another installment in which we continue to climb our way up the charts through the hottest 100 of the year of our Lord 2001. But in the meantime, on behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Yo, good night. (laughs) And Mr. Nathan Harrison. So cash this season. Yeah. My name is David James Young. Everything is. Mad.